welcome to the uh, first episode of Botched Mysteries and Unsolved Crimes with Tage Mail and Rachel Pryor. Uh, this, in this first and probably only episode of this amazing podcast, we'll be talking about the case of Anan Syed, and um, who was convicted of murdering his uh, ex-girlfriend and classmate Heyman Lee in Baltimore in 1999. All right. So starting out, Adnan is innocent. The case was dealt with not in the correct ways that an investigator and prosecutors should have dealt with it. There were many things that were overlooked and hindsight, he should have never been prosecuted for it using technology today. However, that did not stop the Supreme Court from allowing his conviction to stay as it is. The main reasons that his case does not hold up is because everything was circumstantial. As of today, many of the people that the prosecution used to convict Adnan Syed have since retracted their statement, including the AT&T dude that said that he had never seen the front of the AT&T contract. The prosecution never gave him, they never showed him the type, the cover page that stated that the uh, all incoming calls couldn't be used for um, they couldn't tracking used, purposes. Yeah, right. They couldn't be used to uh, accurately reflect the location of the phone, which is literally all that he used um, as part of his statement and his testimony in during the trial. So him retracting that really, that he was one of their key, the state's key witnesses against Adnan. And in addition to them not being able to use the phone calls to be traced, they were also pretty much forcing on this story to the college girl that said that she had a meeting that day. So she remembered it very clearly However, when they put her schedule in front of her all these years later, she would, her story did not line up with her schedule, and she had said that this, that her statement, the first statement that she had given could not be true because she would not have skipped all of the classes that she would have had that day because there was too many and she wouldn't have been able to stay caught up to where she was. Therefore, that was not able to be used in the evidence that would be granted in a retrial. So they would be losing the phone connection and also the connection to Adnan and Jay going over to her, uh, the student's house. Yeah. And like, I mean, like Tage said, he ba they basically forced a story on her. They told her like, this is what happened on this day. Like, see, look, it says right here, like your schedule said that you had this class and this class, and so it must have happened at this time. And she's like, what else can you say when they're showing you all this evidence that it did? And then uh, I think it was like even the wrong uh, class schedule, the wrong schedule for that day, That she, and she realized that years later. Also, going back to the DNA evidence, there there really wasn't any DNA evidence. They never asked for Anand's DNA because it, he was required to give it to him as he was being prosecuted for a capital offense. And 
he wasn't even he of was legal seven, he age. was 17 and the police changed his age on the arrest warrant i think um and then so that he could be prosecuted as an adult and then and not be um allowed bail or anything which is first of all very illegal um to change his name on official doc or his age on official documents and but by the time they realized or they um had like realized that the ages changed they had already used all of their like race cards and all the stuff saying that to convince people that he wasn't trustworthy and that he definitely did it so then by that time they didn't allow him bail even though he was 17. So going back to the DNA evidence again <laughs> that was available for the first trial, they had all of the DNA evidence in the first trial. They just never tested it against anybody that was suspected. So, which is ridiculous. Like if you have DNA evidence for a murder, uh, a, like a, at a murder scene, you need to be testing that evidence. Like that is very vital evidence for any case if you have that you should be testing it against anybody that you can and um it later didn't come back that they it didn't match Anan or um anyone else but still they didn't they missed an opportunity to be um to use that evidence and they also never asked for voluntary dna samples from jay or mr s so they never got the dna from Jay to remove him as a potential suspect or tested against the DNA underneath the fingernails. And then Asia McLean never was interviewed by the prosecutor who would have given Adnan a, an alibi to the Either fact by the, by the defense or the prosecutor that I would mean, have yeah, given him that would have given Adnan basically a backup of hey you didn't do this but yeah because asia uh really could have been an alibi witness for adnan um i mean we don't know maybe i yeah she said she she claimed that she was never contacted by anyone um after she wrote a letter to adnan she clearly said in her letter that uh he was in the library with her at the time that uh Heyman Lee was murdered so that could have been a very important, she could have been a very important witness in his case. So the fact that they didn't use Asia McLean as an alibi witness for Adnan, and that would have stood up in court. The fact that they also didn't use the DNA evidence in the first trial because they never tested it, that doesn't hold up. And then the girl that had said she had a meeting the one day, her, her testimonial would have never held up it had she known that that wasn't the case because she couldn't have had, skipped all those classes. And then in addition to that, the AT&T guy said that the calls would not have worked because they couldn't trace incoming calls. So you don't have the calls. You don't have the two backup, Asia McLean and the other student, to back that up and then they also don't have dna evidence so they're losing four key portions right. of so the evidence all the prosecutor's evidence was not was circumstantial and not very great and then all the things that there there were also lots of things that were left out that could have been helpful 
to Adnan's case. So there was so much stuff that got messed up and screwed up, um, especially like the age and the on the warrant. Like that was really ridiculous um, that they changed that in order for him not to get bail. Um, but all of that added up just throws the case like completely astray and crazy. Uh, and one of the, the other thing, the other big thing uh, that happened during the trial, though, was um, the prosecutor really went hard at using Adnan's race and religion um, to basically like convince the judge and the jury that he was um, untrustworthy and just in general that he was guilty because of so many different reasons. And in addition to this, he had said that he admitted to smoking pot with Jay. If you're smoking pot, your motor skills are slower than that of a normal person. So that would have slowed him down and given Heyman Lee the upper hand if Adnan was trying to kill her, if he had been high at the time, because he wouldn't have been able to process the resistance as fast as Heyman Lee was resisting, causing her to have the upper hand and be able to get away possibly. So we already talked about how um, basically the prosecution and the defense kind of uh, messed up the case a lot and didn't do probably all the things they should have done or they did things that they shouldn't have done. Um, But another key part of this investigation was the police that um, did interviews and collected evidence because, like you said, the DNA evidence was all a big, weird situation. But also, like, Jay's interviews. They interviewed Jay, like, four times, I think. The second one, they didn't record the interview until two hours in which is extremely sketchy and just should not have happened ever. And in addition to that, his last interview did not line up with his testimonial in court. They were completely different. Even all of his interviews, the story changed each time a little bit. And um, his story about about Best Buy just didn't line up very well. All of his stories made him look better each time, like he wasn't the person that actually did it and made Adnan look more guilty. And And the police ate it up. And then he took a deal that uh, got him either no jail time or very little jail time. I forget exactly how much. Uh, But he made deals and uh, testified against Adnan. And just everything about it did not seem to add up right. between his interviews and his testimony and everything that happened with him it just doesn't doesn't add up quite right. So in the the way that the police handled this, they made themselves the judges, the jury, and the executioner. Okay. Um yeah, so that just really messed up a lot of stuff too. The uh detectives and the way that they handled the case. They kind of found a suspect that they wanted to hang on to and they did everything they could to um, to convince everybody that, that he was the one who killed uh, Heyman Lee instead of looking for the whole truth. Because ultimately, the more cases that they close each year makes them look better as detectives and puts them up for promotion. So they were the, at it for possibly political and social gain. Possibly, but not probably. That's not probably what they were thinking when they were actually 
trying to figure out the case. But, I mean, they did. How can we know? It was a brown man from Pakistan that they thought for sure, oh, because he's Pakistani, he definitely did it. Well, that's not necessarily true, but probably, I mean, race was a big deal and uh, in this kind of community. I mean, Heyman Lee um, was, I mean, they had just broken up and there was a lot of drama going on and um, Anand kind of seemed, probably seemed like a good suspect at the time. And then they just latched on and tried to use, find all the evidence and uh, testimony that they can against him instead of looking at every angle and continuing an investigation. So really, after looking at all the evidence and um, all the everything surrounding this case, there's so many holes everywhere um, with the witnesses and evidence and everything just really um, does just doesn't add up very well. Um, so Adnan really did not get a fair trial and the investigation clearly was not uh, thorough enough and um, I mean, I guess it just, uh, there were a lot of things going on that just really uh, screwed it up. But, um, I mean, there were a lot of witnesses that were overlooked and uh, suspects that were overlooked and evidence that was um, not considered the right way. So, um, I mean, I think Adnan is definitely innocent, but I think we need to find more evidence that we can actually use to figure out who really did um, murder him and Lee that year, and um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say, Jade? Nope. Yeah. So I mean, this case, most cases usually, ha- especially on this level of um, like capital murder cases, I mean, they usually have to have a lot of evidence and um, a lot of like straightforward evidence to convict people, but this one definitely did not, which really makes you like kind of think about how the justice system is, how that ended up happening, how he got convicted for this murder that there was not a lot of evidence for. Um, but I mean, I think if we find more evidence and think and figure out who actually, somehow managed to figure out who actually did kill him and Lee, um, and um, could receive an actual fair, fair trial.